Wilson, like a cork in the ocean over his head. Marking contest over the top, Subic's great grab. Across the ground, bam, in comes Donny Wurzlow. Got it out to a oh. kick, kick smothered, check, Hunter. Who would have thought the sequel would be just as good as the original? Kicks inside 50, McGovern, McGovern, what a player. Shane needs to be in perfect the the premiers of 1992. The 1994 premiers. Premiers. The 2018 AFL Premiership team. The West Coast Eagles. G'day everyone. Welcome to Joined by Miguel Sanchez, also joined by Keys. Uh, jump in the comments, share the show, share the love. We're on Big Footy, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we are on Twitch, and we're on all your podcast apps as well. So get around us and uh, a little bit of a familiar tone, as I said to this one, guys. Let's get straight into some football. West Coast Eagles, 8 goals, 10, 58, were defeated by Richmond, 15, 14, 104. Migs, the Eagles led at quarter time. Uh, It's the first time we've led at quarter time since round three. Four weeks in a row as well. The Eagles have finished the quarter on two goals, three. So there is some consistency in the Eagles. Uh, Unfortunately, the consistency kicked in again because we saw the opposition get on a roll, run us out of the building, and... uh, Another loss, maybe not so bad as the Carlton one, but certainly more of the same for the Eagles. Yeah, I suppose the the difference between this game and a lot of our games this season was the flat spot came at the end of the game. Um, mm. Whereas in a lot of our losses this year, we've uh, we've sort of we've had a flat spot usually in the second quarter, and then we've fought out the game. Well, this didn't quite go to that script, but I think the um, the forty six margin was probably about what we were all expecting. Um, probably at the lower end of what we were expecting after Carlton the week before. Um, but yeah, um, very familiar, uh, very familiar tale. You know, the effort was there, but um, don't, just don't have the cattle. Couldn't couldn't sustain it, and you know, eventually Richmond clicked, and Dion Prestia started playing like he was a combination of Gary Ablett Senior and Gary Ablett Junior, and uh, um, yeah, that was that was all she wrote. So uh, yeah, very flat, obviously, with the, the Cully injury, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But yeah. Um, yeah, very much a familiar story and not a huge amount of positives we can take away. I don't think no one really stood out, particularly amongst the, the younger crop. So, um, yeah, I've actually put this game out of my mind a little bit and I'm doing that pretty regularly this year, but once the game's over, I forget about it. Yeah, it's... Uh, Probably should have done a bit of research before this, hey? Yeah. Nah, it's all a little bit familiar, as we said. Nah, yeah. but I mean, what, what can you say? You know, the most notable thing that came out of the game, Keys, was, of course... A major injury, which is great, spot on, exactly in line with what the Eagles have been experiencing this year. Uh, I suppose Oscar Allen, four goals, nice to see. But, uh, I mean, yeah, where, where do you go? Like It's it's the same story. It's the same week on week. We try and put a bit of a different spin. And so what did we learn? What did we find out? Did anybody stand out? This game just happened. It's another one that's in the books. We'll just keep rolling through and just keep looking forward, I guess. Yeah, small wins. I'm blaming my wife on this one. So Really? Okay, this is interesting. Yeah, she, she stuck her head out from whatever she was doing at one stage when we got that one point in front in the third quarter. Right. So I think, right, and then that was fucking all she wrote after that. So um, she needed to not have come out from wherever she was she was doing. So um, uh, so I've seen her, I've banished her to Karatha for three weeks, so maybe we can get some <laughs> um, Yeah, it was... 
Yeah, look, I think different to most of the recent losses in that, you know, halfway through the third quarter, we were um, we were right in it, you know. Mm. You know, as I said, we, we sort of hit the front. And I was like, okay, well, here we go. It's, there's there's something there. And then, unfortunately, I don't know, probably not by design, but we ended up with Waterman matched up to Ryan in the centre square. And they got, Richmond got those two or three clearances and, and goals from those to Prestia and... And it, I mean, the the match momentum swung one way, and it was never coming mm. back. So, um, like I said, I don't think that was necessarily by design, but it was just the way it happened. And I'm not really blaming Waterman for it because he's given Sampson about two foot of reach, um, and he just, you know, it showed that he, he just against a really big, tall guy like that, he couldn't compete. And um, so, yeah, look, little things. I mean, Jones continues to have a good season. Yeah. Um, I thought, uh, particularly early, Duggan moving into the middle was a good, actually worked well. It's something that sort of trialled in the past and hasn't, it's probably been mixed results, probably about as well as it's worked as I've seen. And I think he controlled Martin. I think he was playing on Martin for a bit through the middle there at some stages as well. So um, I thought that was quite, that, that sort of worked pretty well. Um, Kelly's battling on still. He's not dropping his head. Um, we've got Sheed back, um, you know, he's, we've got, you know, the good Sheed and we've got the, the not so good Sheed, you know, he's sort of strengths and weaknesses were, were there for all to see, but he, he got through the game, um, and, you know, sort of helped Kelly out a little bit with a bit more experience, um, you know, Tommy Brass had a good game, I thought. You know, right kept, from the start as well. Like, really, you know, yeah, early on, said, I'm going to uh, make a mark here. Kept, kept, kept Rewalt goalless, and Rewalt really wasn't a factor in the game, so that was good. Um, I'll probably get clipped for this, but I thought one one really, really bad drop mark aside, Rotham had an okay game, I thought. Um, wasn't, I'm not saying he was great, but he wasn't, I didn't think he was poor, but that, that sort of drop mark was kind of. Mm. At, at, a, at a pretty pretty important time in the game as well. I think I'd kick something when that happened. Um, yeah, you know, little bits and pieces. Connor West showed, yeah, you know, got a goal, showed a little bit at times. Um, but I think where when you you're starting to see which guys maybe aren't going to get through into um, 2024, um, which is is unfortunate for those guys individually. Uh, but that's just the reality of football, and um, and I think some of those guys, if we had a if we had something closer to a full strength side and they came in as a twenty second player, we'd probably be all right. But when you've mm. got six or seven of them moment, maybe. Yeah. yeah, we've got six or seven guys that are probably twenty second players in the side that you know, they just get found out and that's just an unfortunate reality. So um you know, we just keep keep beating on. I think Jimmy showed some good bits and pieces and um showed a little bit more run and Dash because he wasn't sort of so focused on a direct negating, player. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but the end result is another, another fucking 40 point loss, and you know, it's it is what it is, absolutely. Uh, Migs, let's talk about some of those you know guys in that bracket there where they're playing for their futures or certainly get an extended audition. As I said, we're trying to find out what did we learn, what did we find out, maybe not necessarily what did we like this week, but some of those guys, I mean, you're looking at the ins and outs as well, which we'll touch on later on when we get to the Suns game. True, obviously, starting as the sub. Got a very extended run on account of the early injury to Cully. We'll circle back to that as well, I'm sure. Nine touches, no tackles, largely unsighted, fairly ineffective. 
I mean, you, you, good opportunity, good audition for the Xavier O'Neills, for the Foley's, uh, you know, Luke Edwards as well, I suppose, throw him in there. I, I think he's probably been the pick of that crop. Not setting the house on fire, but certainly some guy that you go, yep, yeah, this is somebody that could be a 20-second guy, as, as we're talking about. Where do you sit with that little cohort of the guys who are auditioning and, and getting a bit of an extended look? Who who do you have you made your mind up on any of them, for example? Or who do you think's got promise? Who do you think's gone? Um, well, yeah, I went through the exercise during the week of what I think that the changes over the off season will look like, and yeah, a lot of the guys that I think are probably on the way out were in the side um, this week, which, uh, which is unfortunate um, because yeah, that's yeah, that's sort of players. 37 through 42 on our list are sort of all out there, which yeah. uh, is, is a show of where we're at. Um, yeah, Foley, I, I don't expect him to be on the list next year, but he's uh, done some things that impresses me. Uh, impressed me. He's um, just sort of no-nonsense and very unobtrusive and you don't notice him, but, um, but, they, but they throw him around a bit. He was up on the wing a bit and yeah, performs roles and yeah, he's useful, I'll bet. Yeah, I think he'll be um, probably back at Subi or something next year. Um, Connor West, I'm not sure that he gets another contract, but he's uh, he's certainly giving it a shake. Um, difficulty he's got is that I think he needs to be upgraded or, um, or delisted this year, and I don't think there'll be a senior spot for him. But, yeah, yeah uh, playing out of position pretty much the whole time he's been in the senior side. Uh, he hasn't spent too much time in the middle, but he's been... Um, been reasonable as a pressure forward, uh, hit the scoreboard a couple of times, um, got involved as well in, in some other scores. We didn't have that many scores, but he, um, yeah, apart, apart from the goal he kicked, he um, had a hand in maybe one or two others. So, uh, yeah, doing his role, and um, I think you can always expect that from him. Um, yeah, he's been the one that's impressed me. Yeah, Xavier O'Neill and True, sort of the opposite, um, mm-hmm. really not, not taking the opportunities they've got. Um, and, yeah, we've seen one of them dropped... Uh, this week we saw O'Neill dropped earlier in the season, and yep. yeah, I think the writing's on the wall for those guys. Uh, Rotham, I agree with Keys. Apart from that drop, Marky did have a good game, but yeah, he's uh, pretty lucky as well. I think that he's um, uh, he's contracted for next year because he might be um, otherwise being talked about in that same cohort. Um, Luke Edwards, uh, Luke Edwards is still young, so. I persist, um, yeah, agreed. Yeah, persist. Still got to get his body he's, right. He's, he's got a he's got a contract for next year, so yeah, yeah. But he's got more. I mean, this is an unfair thing to say because the same. I know it's an, it's the most extended run we've had a look at. True, Clark O'Neill, some of these guys. Edwards seems to have the IQ about him and a little bit more. Yeah. I know he's not exactly an elite athlete in terms of burst. He's not this modern massive midfielder or whatever, but. He seems to. There's something about him where he just gets it. He's in the right spot. He's impacting with tackles. He's impacting by getting first hands on the footy, doing the dirty work. There's something there where I think I almost feel very safe, contractor otherwise. I would feel very safe that he's going to get a continued look throughout the rest of the season. Some of these other guys, I'm thinking like even with our list the way it is, I'm, I'm they could they could bring in a, a Barnett or as we've seen Jamison come in, we've seen Edwards come in. They might start bringing in some of these other guys to get a look at at the expense of some of your midfielders because. Kind of burning their chance a bit. Yeah, and yeah, whoever we take, you know, pick one or pick two in the mid-season draft, will um, you know, possibly yes. get a chance very early ahead of these guys as well. So yeah, I think uh, I think writing's on the wall for a few of them, unfortunately. Yeah, I did, uh, a, I did a post today. We probably need to we need to move on about eight list spots at the end of the year, roughly mm. thereabouts. You know, because you got we've got five decent draft picks, and then maybe a contract to play or. A um a youngish player from somewhere else traded in and 
and then a couple of rookie draft picks. So you're going to need to move on eight players, and you go through the list of contracts. And the guys, the guys are in the gun. Uh, those guys like West, Winder, True, O'Neill, Foley, Clark. They're the guys are in the gun. And then you've also got blokes like Petricelli and. Prochetsky, Seaton and Witherden, who have shown that they're capable but not always mm. consistent enough. I think Prochetsky, Seaton and Witherden, I think I've, I've seen enough from them so far. If they can maintain that through the rest of the year, I think they'd get another go. Petricelli is borderline. Um, I thought he did some... I thought he actually did some good things against Richmond. Mm. Um, yeah, he shows... He flashes in a bit. I think... It's crazy for a guy who's been on the list for coming up five or six years, whatever it is now. Twenty was it twenty seventeen mm. draft? With yeah, sixth year, six seasons. Yeah, um, so yeah he's, he's, no still, he's still he's still teasing, but I kind of hope I just I've got my fingers crossed with him that it really does just click because I think if it does click, there's a really good there's a really good player there. There's a half the, forward yeah. there that's interesting, and he shows a there's little a guy, bit of forward craft at ground level as well. He's, he's a guy who's shown in very small bursts that he's got he's got an ability to be an all Australian half forward. But I've seen it. That's maybe, a call. I, I reckon I've seen it in about four games. Yeah. So so it's whether yeah you know, if you, if there's times where he's you know he's, there's a couple of games where he's kicked four and five goals. Yeah. yeah to be and, fair, and, I think his most impressive games haven't been those games. They're the games where he's working up and down the ground. He added a bit of an yeah. overhead mark over the last couple of seasons. Yeah. He just, it's yeah. if he can cull the fade outs, but I suppose he's, that's the problem yeah. with small forwards. He's, yeah, it's just, he's, he's, so, he's, he's so close. I think he, I can see why they persisted with him so far. Yeah, but oh, yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. If, he can't, if he can't put it together over the next, over the remainder of this season, then I think there's got to be a thing where they just turn around and go, well, okay, well, we've got to give up. There's a small chance we might get a trade for him. Because I think he's shown enough that another club might look at him and go, "There's something there to work with. We wouldn't mind having a crack at him." I reckon he get just picked up again. Yeah, I think that's the most likely part. I see, as you say, he's got every right to be on a list, and I understand why he's such an interesting prospect and project. But but he just, if he just can yeah. fit it together for a month, we'd we'd be happy and we'd sign him. But he's just, oh, it's just yeah. not happening for him. Yeah. Uh, Mig's obviously the big story out of the game, or certainly the, the big headline from an Eagles perspective. Cully, ACL, what can you say? It sucks. He was starting to get into a bit of a groove. I know we've moved him forward for the last couple of weeks, but even still, it's just been nice having a high, highly touted prospect, you know? Not, not anymore. What, what, what do we say about that? Yeah, oh, what can you say? Um, really hard to watch that and think without an ACL. I can't think of one was. Um, have I disappeared there or have you guys disappeared? Um, column A, column B, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know who our last ACL was. It feels like it's been a little while. Um, yeah. Matt Nui. Probably Nick, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, none since then. Um, so we've, we've been as unlucky as we've been with injuries. I guess we've been fairly lucky in that regard. But, um, yeah. yeah, it just feels like when they go, they go. And, um, yeah, he, he's went. Uh, yeah, tough for him coming into form. Was going to get an extended run at it, I think, regardless of, of the players that were coming back. And, yeah, we haven't even had him had 12 months of him yet. So... Nice, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do with his contract from here because I think he was almost certainly going to get upgraded at the end of this year. Um, whether they still do that and so give him a spot on the senior list and say, yeah, you know, work your way back and you know, we'll um, we'll start playing you early next season when you're back. But um, that would be a good show of faith, I think. Uh, yeah. So what's the can they keep him as a on the rookie list? Because I know he had that two year, well, eighteen yeah, months, I suppose, can, deal out of the draft. Keep him one more year on the rookie list, so maybe they okay. 
offer him a two-year deal, um, first year on the rookie list and second year upgraded. Maybe they go that way. Um, depends what interest. I, I suppose the interest in him from Victoria might drop off a bit with his injury as well. Keys, we talked when he had his rising star a couple of weeks ago about where his contract was at and whether or not we thought, uh, obviously the Eagles would be keen, you'd absolutely suggest, but was he eyeing a move back home? How, was he settled all this? All the reports seem to be that he's pretty settled. Do you, obviously the injury aside and the output and what it's going to mean for his career aside, do you think this is going to impact the contract chat much? Speculating, I know, but any any fears there? I think in all the... In all the um commentary from the club this week it has been you know he'll go back he'll be ready you know to try and get ready for round one next year so I think mm. that the I think the feeling from the club is that they want him to stay I don't think I, I heard him I listened to Simpson on 6PR tonight and he was asked about his Cully's contract and he said oh look that'll sort we you know that'll sort itself out it's not the time yeah. to talk about it I'll get I'll get the sense that the club will the club will absolutely stand by him and he'll get it. the only the only thing is whether um for whatever reason he decides that he wants to go back home or or things like that it won't be because he doesn't get offered a contract it'll be because he either wants to just go home because he wants to go home or we give him a shitty deal um so I don't know. Uh, or whether he feels like gets a shitty deal, I, I don't know. I don't. I think yeah, clubs will probably um, back off a little bit. But at the same time, he's showing a bit. Like if I was a Victorian mm. club, I'd be um, I'd be ringing his manager to say, look, is there any interest? There? Is there any scope for him? Maybe we could get him to come back home. And what might it take? Um, I'm not really sure what the with a rookie listed player. I don't know if if he wants to come home. Whether or not we can ask for like a trade or not I think we can I'm not sure exactly how that works um, but the comments that he's made prior to the injury have, were all pretty common. I think he's he gets on I think the younger that younger group of players that the draftees yeah. from the last year or two on Cully they, they seem to have formed a pretty good bond um, and he's right in the thick of that I think he he's I think he's living with one of the other guys maybe Maybe Chesser, I'm not sure. Um, a couple of so, great lads. So I think that um, I think in due course it'll get sorted out. I'm not too worried, and I think that you know it'll just be you know what what the terms are. I don't think there's any reason to. There's no need to move him off the rookie list. There's no advantage to Cully moving off the rookie list. The contract values can be you know you can pay him um, above the rookie list rate. So um, and it, it creates a, it, it leaves a main mainly spot open. So, um, yeah, but I think this one, um, out of all the injuries, I think this is the one that hit the hardest. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it hit the, I hit, the, hit the club hardest. And I think, um, you know, when we get to heroes and villains, I, I think the way the way um, Simpson handled it, I thought was really, really good. Um, you know, I mean, they, compared, you know, they had the footage of him talking to Cully at quarter time. I think the gen, there was genuine care for a young guy and getting around him. And then he sort of backed up. You know, you could see that he was anyone who's seen the press conference and the guy, one of the, one of the reporters said, oh, you seem a bit flat. And he was like, well, yeah. Yeah, well, fucking do you dumb cunt! He's, I just lost one of the players to an ACL. Jesus, um, that's paraphrasing, but no, that's pretty. Yeah, yeah, don't remember yeah. Simo dropping a C bomb in the in the post match. Not hey, not yet. There's still time. It's only no. round eight. We've got a long way to go yet. Uh, Migs, any uh, closing thoughts the, on Cully? Just on that 
the trade stuff. I had my hand up before, um, like I'm on <laughs> no, the best teams, click that, yeah. Um, so I'm pretty sure the situation is if someone else offers him a spot on their senior list and we don't offer him a senior list contract, he can walk. Right. Um, he's a free agent. Uh, if we offer him a rookie, li- offer him a senior list contract and someone else wants to trade for him, um, they've got to uh, trade as Trip any other player and yep. they've got to put him on their senior list. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Yep. Very nice. Uh, open to the floor. Any closing thoughts before we get out of uh, the Richmond game and we crack on to the main event tonight, which is, of course, Heroes and Villains? <laughs> Heroes and Villains it is. All righty, here we go. We'll start with the good stuff. Any heroes? Did, did we like anybody this week? Got a few comments coming through this week uh, in, in the feed here that say much more suited to the villainy, so we will definitely get uh, stuck into those in a minute. Any good stuff? Open to the floor. Open to any suggestions at all. Who did we like? Anything good, boys? All right. Well, I, I touched on it. Adam Simpson was a hero for the way he um, responded. I've sort of spoken about that already with um, his response to Kelly. Um, uh, the other one I had is Crystal Prosheski Yep. For her design of the um, Indigenous jumper for the round, I think um, she's the one that's been credited with the design. I think she's absolutely nailed it. It's... We've got a really good history of, of very good Indigenous jumpers, and I think hers sits very comfortably amongst all that. It is, and um, in amongst a group of very, very good jumpers, hers sits at the higher end of them. So I like the way that she's got the eagle in there and the, um, the two circles with the joins. So, yeah, really, really good. So for her, um, and the other one is more on the lead into the Gold Coast game, but I read an article on um, David Swallow just before jumping onto the pod. Um, you know, he recently played 200 games for Gold Coast, which is the first guy to have done that. He's been there since day one. Um, you know, he's been a really good, loyal servant for Gold mm. Coast and could have bailed any number of times and stuck with them and, and has been a pretty good, you know, he, he probably, for a guy who went number one pick in the draft, he probably didn't quite get to the to the heights, but he's been a really good, solid player. He's had, some, he's had his own injury problems with knees and stuff like that that's probably curtailed his career. But um, I think for a club that's really struggled to hold on to their good players and things like that, he's shown what what, uh, what might have been had the um, Gold Coast actually had their admin shit together and managed to keep players. And a bit of so, an identity for him in a way, you know, something to rally around. Because as you say, they've had so many guys in and out and in, but they're a prospect, they're not ready yet and all that. Good on him, good on him. Hope he has an absolute shit one on the weekend. Uh, Oscar Allen, comment here from Bradley. Oscar Allen is our only on-field hero at the moment. Pretty difficult to argue with that. couple more villain uh, nominations coming through, which we will hit up in a moment. Migs, I know we sort of touched on it before we came onto the show live, but uh, Keys has nailed it there, just indeed as the club or Crystal Petrescu, whoever's been in charge of designing that one, have nailed the design. I will go further than saying best Indigenous jumper that we've put out. It's not a mile away from our best jumper ever. Obviously, I understand the history and the heritage behind the main strip and the and the inverse of it and all of that. I do love our jumper, our, our main design and the wings, but bloody hell, it's a, it's a pretty enticing design. It's, a, it's an absolute ripper. Yeah, it's almost as good as that... Um as the ochre one that we had and the, the tablecloth and oh, all the greats. <laughs> all um, the greats, yeah, all the classics. Yeah, it's great. I've loved all our... Um, hey, Jane! I think. <laughs> Did I catch uh, Key saying the C word? Sorry, we've just got a comment coming through from uh, 
Long time, long time listener. Early comment here from June. Keys might have dropped uh, dropped yeah. a C bomb, but that doesn't. Matter. Anyway, we're talking uh, we're talking the indigenous jumper, June. Okay. Anyway, back to you, Mix. Yeah. Um, oh, what were we talking about? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think Crystal Petrovsky wins um, Hero of the Week. It's going to um, going to take some beating. Would unless we can give Simpson. Um, hero of the week because I had him in my nominations for villains, so we could possibly wow. get him hero and villain in the same week. Ooh, that'd be good. That, that'd be a bit just, of a spicy one. Just a quick add-on to the indigenous one, and I don't know if it's happened before, um, but there's some other merch that's come out with the indigenous jumpers, some hoodies and boonies and stuff like that. It's actually the actual ho- the hoodie with the um the the eagle part of the indigenous jumper on it looks really good as well. So the, there's some um there's some other good merch comes out from that which like I said I don't they may have done it before but I don't remember seeing mm. any of it other than the just the jumper but some other stuff around it. So um that just sort of taps into that. But anyway I've um uh West Coast my bank account details are for <laughs> <laughs> uh, as follows, yeah, far out. We're um we're pretty shit at footy, but we do all right with merchandise. I reckon that's our hero of the week is the indigenous jumper. Absolute ten out of ten, no notes. What a ripper! Right here we go, villains. Let's let's go. What do we got? Yeah, crack the knuckles. Start it up. I'll yeah, go through I've, some comments. I've been, we've uh, I've, we've I've had a few here. I've yeah, this week. Migs, go off you go. <laughs> nah, hang on. We'll get through some comments, and then Migs, the floor is yours. Uh, this one might lead into yours, Mig. So not to steal the spotlight, John says, "How pathetic was Chairman Paul's letter?" Yep, fair, fair point. I think we'll be uh, discussing that one shortly, Migs. Uh, conversely, why is the club being so quiet at the moment? Comes through in the comments. We need something positive to look forward to. Signing Gov for two years isn't the excitement I'm after. We have got the best Indigenous jumper in the uh, in the league there, Brad. So we'll have to have to have a look at that. Uh, villain Gleason for the Van Ruin incident. What a flog! Muppet of the match day coming through there is the nomination. Uh, and Migs, the floor is yours. I think Keys has got some. I've got some, but over to you, mate. This is your time. Yeah. Oh, who did I have? Um, yeah. Uh... <laughs> chairman was on there somewhere he wasn't top of my list though um the simpson one uh for his press conference today saying uh, jack darling won't be dropped uh, even if they had a full list to pick from he wouldn't be dropped uh you know back into turn it around christ's sake mate how many of i'm probably all three of us have defended defended him you know, over the years about the you know the credits thing saying oh you know who who would you actually want dropped and you know, he's dropped veteran players in the past. He's dropped Maston. He's dropped Schofield. He's dropped. Jenner, I'm going to do the. I'll do the teams thing and have my hand up for when you're done with this one. I reckon. Right, and then it yeah, turns around and says, "Well, you know, we'll keep playing Darling because he's a champion player." Christ's sake! Um, I don't know. Maybe he worded it. He didn't word it as well as he might have. But it just sounds like you know, it doesn't matter how bad Darling's form gets, he won't be dropped, which is a ridiculous thing to say. Um, terrible position to take. And you know what would if they were fit? What would players like you know, Jack? Williams be thinking if they're sitting in the waffle kicking goals and um, you know, Darling's in horrendous form and you know, then nothing changes. A terrible position. Really disappointed. So I, I, I get it. I fully get it. Yeah. I'm about to go into everybody in the Simpson thread who doesn't like me. Tune out now because I'm about to go full sycophant mode. I get it. The point, the, the, big, the big damaging point from that which I fully agree with, is what's the knock-on effect? What does it make the kids think? What does it make the guys down the line think? What happens to you? For example, I know we've talked about Gaff in this sort of spot. Cripps has had it in the past. Sheed's had it. A lot of guys get this microscope put on them. So that I get. What's the knock-on effect? Does it make guys think that they're untouchable? Does it make guys think that it doesn't matter how hard they work, they're not going to get a game over player X, Y, and Z? I get that. The positive spin I would put on it, because I am nothing if not an absolute spin merchant with this stuff, I don't think it 
really matters whether he would or wouldn't drop him at the moment because he can't. Is this just a coach publicly going into bat for a player? We've we've seen him do it time and again. I understand that. I understand why it would wear thin on people's nerves. I don't expect anybody to be happy about it as such. Like I fully get it as a villain nomination, but given we can't do anything about it, and one of my villain nominations, I'll piggyback off this, is uh, Sumich for saying, oh, you should drop him and play one short. Why don't you piss off, mate? Why don't you get stuff with that? Is this, ju- is this just him saying, you know what, they're dragging this bloke through the press. He had four touches on the weekend. They can't do anything about playing him or not playing him, really. I, I mean, look, I- okay, you played Jamison one out in the cage, maybe, sure. But, like, is it just him going to bat for the player and trying to get a positive response, trying and elicit a response that way? That would be the spin merchant idea, but I am fully on board with anybody who's not into it. I wouldn't begrudge anybody for not being into it. I'm just, I don't know, I'd... I'd- I struggle to be gutted about that just given the state of where we're at. I'm thinking, well, fuck it. Who does it really matter who we play at this point? Yeah. I, 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 I agree with Badge. Um, I think this is just one thing that Simpson's been pretty consistent with over his entire tenure is he's he very, very rarely bagged out a player publicly. Whether they've deserved it or not, he hasn't gone. And I think this is just... Him just showing support for a guy who's struggling for form and he's just trying to back him in as best he can. Um, and, I re- and if you think that he said the same things to Darling privately that he said publicly, I think you're Peter Sumich. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. But look, as I said, Migs, back to you, but I fully understand why, like, if no one's buying that, if no one's buying that line, more power to you. We've been sitting through a lot of this stuff for a long time. No issues at all. I wouldn't expect, I wouldn't try and change anybody's mind on it, but I just think, well, honestly, at this point, honestly, what does it matter? Anyway, back to you. Yeah. Look, I, I suppose it's born of the fact that I'm perpetually pissed off at the club and their, their public messaging, but no, I'm very much so at the moment. So, yeah, just. Has something else happened, has it, Leagues? I hadn't noticed that from reading <laughs> Yeah. yeah, is that right? So yeah, yeah, we've already mentioned we've already mentioned um, the chairman's letter, which said nothing. Um, typical lawyer, uh, I can say that, who um, you know, took four hundred words and said absolutely nothing at all. Um, gave us no comfort whatsoever. Uh, club's injury reporting. I'll make that my weekly nomination. That yep. we had eighteen players on the bloody injury list this week, uh, and then we've got a, we've got Shannon Hearn admitted through injury was not in the, not amongst the eighteen, uh, and it was clearly no about Ryan Daniels talking about it Tuesday night so yeah just pisses me off no end uh what was the other thing the club did that pissed me off um, oh Jesus <laughs> no, they, oh the uh their absolute uh complete and utter um oh, insistence on just not acknowledging the fact that there's a there's a uh, Eagles waffle side that's our reserves team they did not yes. publicize it at all they don't there was no mention at all of the fact that that game against who we play? Perth. It's a home game. Perth. Home game against our local rivals. Um, ninth versus tenth on the ladder. So get down um, early. Hope we have at least some chance of being competitive. We weren't, but you would have hoped. Um, didn't mention it. Didn't mention the game was going to happen. Didn't mention it at all while it was on. Uh, didn't mention it after the game at all. There was a. Um, you know, they asked Rob Wiley for you know, one line basically on the, the four AFL list of players we had. Um, mm. we put that article up. Didn't mention it at all. Didn't tweet it. It was it's on the website. You have to go looking for it. Uh, same again. We've got a, another game coming up this weekend. Um, they haven't mentioned it yet. They just it's a derby got, as well. It's the waffle derby's on. Yeah, bring your trucks. Bring your trailers. If we've got yeah, 
we've put a 10th team in the waffle where we're the 10th waffle side look at what the other waffle sides are doing to promote themselves we are just not acknowledging that the, that the team is, even exists pisses mm. me off i understand that they're losing and they're losing badly but christ you don't want to go down the path of if we're expecting to get beaten badly we're not going to publicize this because you you won't have anything won't have any content to put out the way we're going at the moment guys um yeah that was uh and i'll leave I think the rest of mine are pretty obvious, so I'll leave them for you guys. I'll leave you. I won't take everything, but I'm assuming and Hayes will be. I'm sure we'll get a mention. Fair clip. Keys, over to you. I'll leave Sumich for you. No, I've said my piece. I've said my piece. Um, it doesn't deserve Sumich, more words. Sumich, look, um, Darren's, um, what was that? I didn't, I didn't read that. Sorry. Oh, Just sorry. Like... Soft cap. Uh, not not upgrading the soft cap since 2018. Clubs need more money for development, fitness, etc. cetera. Uh, yep, that's, yep. That would be a fair point. Um, yeah, everything else, all the reset, all, all the um, reductions that were made for COVID mm. have all reset back to pre-COVID mm. levels, except for the soft cap. And that's because the big in June, the dumb fucking pauper cunt clubs don't have any money. Um, and they're blocking the raise of the soft cap back up to what it was pre-COVID. And I think the increase, they got a 10, they, they reduced it by 30, they put it up by about 10%, which is just mm. fucking ridiculous. Um, and it's there for no other reason than you've got clubs that shouldn't even be in the competition that don't want to see it raised because they'd lose money. Uh, exactly right, June. The league's too fucking bloated and it's become more bloated. Um, it's like a dead cow on the side of the road that just fills up with gas and you just need someone to prick it um, and let the stench out. If only um, there were a few pricks at the AFL to get it done. That's a shame. Anyway, fire away. Ah, uh, shit, I've got even where I was. Sumich, yeah, done him. <laughs> um, the the other one, the other one I had was um, Lance Franklin. If you hadn't, if you've been living under a rock, apparently Lance Franklin got booed on the weekend for mm-hmm. no real apparent reason, but maybe you know. I don't give a shit why he was or wasn't. I, I know he wasn't booed. Because he's indigenous, I reckon that out of out of fifty options, that's probably number fifty on the list. Just, you can understand complete, why there's the sensitivity around it, though, given the history com- with the I, clubs. I, I, and I sort of understand the sensitivity over a little bit because of history from ten years ago. But can the fucks in the media just stop worrying about? If a player gets booed, he gets booed. Who gives a fucking shit? I I I don't care. If someone gets booed, is there a reason for it? Sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. Does it really matter? No. It's just, you just highlight it and it becomes a thing. I mean, Longmire, I'll get Longmire in Longmire. Longmire came out post the game and cracked the shits about it and said, oh, how fucking disgusting it was and blah, 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 blah. Two days later, he came out and he said, oh, but he didn't actually even hear it. He didn't notice it. He wasn't concerned about it. So, so if Buddy wasn't concerned about it and didn't give a fucking shit, why does anyone else? Just shut up. I'm, I'm fucking... I'm sick of... They, they turn around and say, oh, people boo. So fucking what? People pay their money. And if... I mean... I don't know. I don't... Apart from idiotic umpires, and if, and if a player belts someone during a game, I don't boo. I don't boo people. I don't care. I don't, I don't bother with it. It's not... Not something I get... But if someone else wants to... Go for it. I don't care what you do. Why should anyone else? Like, I think I'm, the, fucking, uh, uh, I'm, I'm over it. every time it happens. I turn around and say, and, and I turn around and say, oh, I can you can boo a champion again? That's Frank's the one for me. 
but he's a yeah, but he's a friend. He's a champion again. But he's also a he's a he's a like if you can't see why he pisses supporters, other opposition supporters off. Yeah, he's got he's done his fair share of bloody dirty little bits and pieces along the way. He's he's one of those. It's a lightning rod because he's he's a big personality. He's up, you know. So people got people been booing those types of players for fucking eon. Just shut up about it. I'm fucking over it. It's the story of the week stuff for me that I get. Whereas, like, obviously, like I. I think you do have to understand why there's a sensitivity. I'm not saying you don't, Keys, but obviously there is a sensitivity around it. There's the history with the clubs. I'm pretty sure it was the first game back at the MCG since the Adam Good yeah. stuff sort of kicked off, was it? Or it was, yeah, it's it been was. a long time since Sydney have played at the G. I know against Collingwood. Like you have to be sensitive well, to that. I don't think you can hand wave it away. But the other element of it, which is don't boo a champion of the game, but whoever the fuck he plays, who cares? Honestly, who cares? It, like, is it a little bit uncouth? Is it a little bit rough around the edges, perhaps? But I'm not sure when... To me, I would rather... like It's it's much funnier and, and much more devastating or distracting or effective. Somebody has a, an awesome sledge, that's great. That's that's footy, that's sport. How good? You know what? If you can't think of something to say and you just want to boo someone, people boo Luke Shuey and I get why. People boo Jack Darling and I get why. I don't care. Boo whoever you want. Boo Nick Nat. Boo Nat Fife. Boo... Some rookie-listed kid playing his first game. I don't give a fuck. Who cares? Like, you know, by and large, it's just, it, it's not for me. Like, this specific situation, I think, does have a the potential. I understand why it turned into a different discussion, but just be whoever the fuck you want. Get over it. Yeah, I think it, it comes just, off the back of the Jason Horn Francis stuff where you can understand why North fans would boo him when they play. Um, and I think that's this weekend, isn't it? But... Um, yeah. But, yeah, I don't understand why Saints fans are booing him, why Bulldogs fans are booing him. I don't understand that. Like, but are we asked? Uh, it's just um, theatre. Who, who gives a fuck? Yeah. The Horn Francis yeah, example, obviously, you know, do, do we bothered? Well, I don't know. It's like, he's, he's still, what, 19, 20 years old. He's a kid. If he's getting it week after week, it, what, you know, what, what's, I think it moves away from theatre. Mm, true. What's yeah, worse true, for Horn Francis is him being booed at the ground or the fact he was booed being discussed for the week following. Yeah. And then it, it's him, like, you know, the original... The original cunt campaign of corns, um, going on about, going on about, um, Kate Corns gave us campaigner. So, yeah. um, yeah, he he's the, the reaction to Horn Francis has got far more to do with corns than people booing at the ground. Mm. Um, the other one I'll touch is we, you, you said, like, you know, Collingwood, Sydney haven't played Collingwood in, in uh, in Melbourne years. for like 10 years yeah. or something simple yeah. like that. Um, and it was funny seeing uh, Collingwood supporters going on about, oh, you know, it's ridiculous. We haven't we haven't played Sydney and Melbourne for like ten years, and yeah. saying how ridiculous it is that you haven't, you know, you can go ten years without playing a certain club at a certain ground. Isn't that and odd? It's been, yeah. it's been a quarter of a century and counting since Collingwood played at Cadinia Park. Yeah. Did they go to Tassie last year? I feel like they've gone to Tassie once semi recently. I think that was well, a, reckon, a big song of dance. I, I know there's a big song of dance when Richmond went. Tassie, it would have been because of COVID. Indeed. Oh, I'll, I'll look that one up. No I will look that one up as we go. Uh, any other? Obviously, I think it was touched on there in the comments. Thank you very much for putting your villains through, guys. Uh, the Van Ruin one for me. I just think defenders have such a shit time of it anyway. I know he had his eyes off the footy. I get why it's a free, but let's be honest, it's not a suspension. We touched on it before the pod went on. Uh, this picket 
uh, not Pickett, excuse me. The oh, the Cos- yeah, sorry, Cosy Pickett. I'm getting distracted here. The Pickett bump being two weeks has completely warped the uh, the scale by which we judge these things. But the concept of hitting someone with the inner arm, trying to spoil a footy and you weren't looking in the exact right spot, being the same as turning yourself into a fucking missile and launching yourself at the head of another player. Baffling, pathetic. Thank God it wasn't a suspension. But anyway, that's uh, that's last villain one for me. I'm going to keep looking up this uh, Tasmania. Have Collingwood oh, gone to Tasmania anytime soon? No, they, um, they've never played at York Park and they've never played at Bell Reeve, so I'm guessing they haven't gone to Tasmania in a while. It is a disgrace that uh, some clubs can go so long without. Like Sydney have not been. Do you know, Migs, that Sydney have not been to the MCG for over ten years? What a what a what a rot this league is. Who's getting it, boys? Who's who was our villain of the week? Oh, we're not we're not finished, are we? Oh, we fuck, haven't sorry. mentioned. Hey, <laughs> oh, sorry. Go well, ahead, then. Go on, off you go. Well, I thought you guys were going to take it, but you know, Sumich with his stupid comment about, um, well, you know, drop Darling and play one short. Mm. Yeah, that'll go really well for you know, Oscar Allen getting double teamed. Brilliant, this you know, one decent <laughs> player. Um, and then Hazelby has to come and one up it and say that we've uh, we should trade Darling to the Dockers and also send oh, them a draft for their trouble. Oh, wait, I and oh also, well, and no, also, I've missed this. No, no, I've missed this. What? Trade, trade Darling to the Dockers and sure. send them a draft pick, Jack Bowes style, and pay so what some do of we, his salary. So what do we get out of it? Uh, I'm salary just wondering. Dump. What, yeah. Salary dump? Well, what do we salary get salary dump, cut for? Except we're paying a chunk of his salary under this hypothetical. And yeah, I but, think we've also got to throw Ruben Jinby into the deal just to make it worth the Dockers. Yeah, exactly. I can't yeah. believe I'm not... This has already had more discussion than it's worth, but what I can't fathom what he would think the win is. It would satisfy a small segment of the fan base of the Eagles who are out for a head, would probably darlings, but really they'd take anybody. Even, even if they got a base. massive, massive but Frio don't want him either. And this is not a criticism. Even if he was in all-Australian form, I suppose maybe then. But they've got young tools that they want to bring through. And they're trying to find the right role for Jackson and balance playing in middle or forward. And like I say, they're trying to move on from Tabiner a little bit. They just got rid of Lobb, maybe not by choice. But they've got some young forwards they want to develop. Who the fuck's Jack Darling helping over there? Yeah. Oh, that's I'm breathtaking. Just, that, I'm that pretty sure he did it. it just, is he mates with Sumich? I'm pretty sure he said it just to make Sumich look less stupid. I, it's one of those ones that's so dumb it doesn't even piss me off. I'm just like... <laughs> Huh, someone said that. Well, there you go. All right, who's getting it? Is that, is that getting it? I, I'm going to have to sit with that for a while. Can't remember I, any suggestion. I, I'm, I'm on, I'm on Zoomage just because it was just totally... Yeah. It was just particularly stupid. I mean, there's he grows things in the ground that have more brains than him. <laughs> there it is. Oh. Hang on, I forgot oh, yeah. one. Just oh. the West in general, just have uh-huh. you know, obviously we're down and you know, they love kicking people when they're down. Sure. Um, but they've had you know, a week of uh, basically grabbing comments off Facebook and chucking them on the back page like they're fucking news. You know? Well, they ran they ran <laughs> out of former players that would trash the yeah. club. So we know it's that. Daniel that Chick up to these that. days. Yeah. Oh, don't give him fucking ideas. Shit. <laughs> hey, if he turns up with a back page this week, think, I'm climbing it. Reader's already called him. Bloody hell. He's got an All exclusive right. with the Herald Sun, I think. Here we go. We'll get back to the footy. We'll take it back on field. The Eagles have a Friday night footy game. The AFL very wisely realised that nobody actually wants to watch this. Uh, so they put another Friday night footy game on as well. So it won't. it's not even a standalone clash. God bless them. They do get it right sometimes because, as I said, no one needs to watch this. Uh, Keys, there's not really that much to say because we're in this let's field a team and see what happens mode. So instead, I would like to ask you, do you feel confident that you know the lyrics of the Gold Coast Sun theme song? And if you do, would you like to tell me what the first line is? We are the cunts from the Golden Coast. 
That worked? A mile away. Yeah, it's got a mile away. It's a little bit by way of Dwayne Russell, but it's it's fairly yeah. close. Migs, do you want to take the next line? Do you know the next line of the Sun song? Possibly the only song that's worse than ours. Um, nah, disagree. Sorry. Hard disagree. Yeah. When it came out, I thought it was shit, and I am all in on it now. It's genuinely one of my favourite songs now. I actually really like it. We are the sons of the Gold Coast sky. We are the yep. ones in the red, gold, and blue. You can keep going. You're loving this. Keep going. We are the mighty Gold Coast sons. Yep. We play to win the flag for you. Do you did you Google it? Because you've got a no, confidence no. assurity. What's the next no, part? I just, next I just part's have the best part. Of completely useless trivia. Next part's um, the best part. What's the next part? Fight, fight, fight till yes. we hold up the cup. Yes. Keep going. Run, 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 run away. All the way, but I'll I'll keep I'll no, allow it. No, no, they ripped off they ripped off Monty Python. Run away. <laughs> right. And then there's a big hay, and then it says we are the hey. sons of the Gold Coast Sky. <laughs> We're the, the team, team that will never, never say die. They die, except for just then. Migs knows the Gold Coast Suns theme song very well. Nicely done. We're going to be hearing it twice on the weekend, I suspect, so Keys, you'll have some time to get familiar with it. I'm going to change my Villain of the Week nomination to Migs for knowing that song. Hey, d- 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 Migs, it's honestly one of my favourites. I've been singing it all week. I've been singing it all week. I won't sing it on Friday. I won't sing it tomorrow, but uh, it's a ripper. Oh. That little horn part. Oh, so good. <laughs> Uh, do we have anything to say about this about this game? We've got the Inns, we've got Edwards, we've got Hoff, we've got Jamison. Very excited to see Hoff. That's not meaning to be disrespect to the other guys, but I'm all in on Hoff. I, I love him, love watching him play footy. Cully, for obvious reasons, is out. Hearn is out. He was the mystery addition to the injury report. True is out. Is what it is. Uh, Keys, what do you expect to see? We talked pre-game, or pre-show, I suppose. The last time we thought we were a sneaky chance in a game, it turned out that we lost by about 20-odd goals. So are we a sneaky chance in this game? Um, I watched a bit of Gold Coast Melbourne, and the thing that scared the shit out of me watching that game was King, Chol, and Caswell up forward. Fortunately, Caswell, um, his He's wife missing, yeah, didn't do her job and has kept the baby in. For right. the, right. he's not he's not coming. Right. Um, so, but they brought in Sam Day instead. So yeah. Um, so they've got three big tools. Um, given our undersized backline, um, that's a concern. Fortunately, we've been able to get Edwards back in to give us a little bit more height. Um, but we're still probably. It still means that that Rotham's going to have to play on probably Shoal. I think I, I would expect that Brass would go um, to to King as their best forward. Yep. Um, Edwards would go to Day. I think because Day would Day would be too strong for Rotham, which leaves. Rotham to take Chol, so that's a concern. Um, and unfortunately, I mean, you know, a good thing for us, not for him. I actually really like Tuke Miller. It's one of my one of my favourite non Eagles players. He's out, for, and he does have a habit of chopping us up. But mm. with him out, Noah Anderson's elevated his game, so now we're going to have to worry about him. And I think he has a pretty good record against us. Plus the um, the grass eater. The great man. Um, so, you know, we've got and, – and the real worry for us is wits in the ruck. Um, yeah, so a comment coming through here from Kim. Uh, will the Bailey slash Jamo ruck combination work, do you think? Wits is a champion ruckman. He is incredible. I, He's I had great we, battles against Nick. But, I mean, we needed to give Bailey a little bit of help in this one for sure. Yeah, we, Could we it had work? To- we had to bring Jamo in because, mm. I mean, I touched on it when we talked about the Richmond game, how Waterman got beat up by Samson Ryan. I mean, I would, I hate 
to contemplate what it would look like with Waterman going up against Wits, that would just be um, that is a genuine David, David versus Goliath sort of thing. Um, yeah. At least, at least with um, Jamison coming in, we can we can tag team um, Wits a little bit, and you know, and I um, the game I watched the game. Jamison's been out for a little while, but he heard his. He played the first game against North, yeah. and he played the practice match for the Beagles the following week, played the first quarter and got injured. I think you were there. That was a game we watched together, wasn't yeah. it, Migs? Yeah. Um, I oh, actually nice. thought Jamison was actually pretty combative in the first quarter before he rolled his ankle. Um, he actually showed some good signs. Um, so hopefully he can bring that same energy and aggression to this game and jump into Wits a little bit. And think, I mean, he's not going to... Wits is a really powerful mm. unit, so it's not going to hurt him, but he can just... At least jump into him and and sort of provide a contest and, and give Bailey Williams a bit of a chop out. So um, I like that we brought those two tools in. It does make us look a little bit tall, but we I think that's out of necessity. Um, I'm I'm a I'm a touch concerned that we're bringing Hoff straight back in off our hamstring. Um, but the alternatives were True Barnett and I think that's it. That's the end of the alternatives. Cat <laughs> yeah, uh, B guys, yeah. Um, or, or Chesser, who has the same, who would have you'd be saying yeah, same the same asterisk. thing if yeah. we brought Chesser in. So um, and, and and True really didn't didn't really perform all that well. So. Um, I think we've, you know, the, the side just about selects itself again. Um, there's really not much you, you could. You look at that and you look at the guys that are out of it, and you go, well, there's no one else that you could bring in from outside the 23. Oh, and they've nominated Luke Edwards as a sub. Yeah. Um, so I like that they've done that. It's kind of good when sides do that and actually say, look, this is what we're going to do. Kind of gives you an idea what's going on. Um, I don't know. We de- really actually need Darling to lift his game because Sam Collins is going to pick up Oscar Allen and I really rate Sam Collins as a stop-type style defender. He's very, yes. very good. Um, he's not a rebounding defender. That, bringing Andrew in, back in as well. In terms of shutting someone down, uh, Sam Collins is very, very good. And he's one of the more underrated defenders in the league on that front. Um, so Darling needs... I, yeah, you know, even if maybe we need to lose Dar- if Darling's out of form, we need to use him as a decoy and try to get him to draw the Collins matchup and then lead him away from the footy and try and free up Oscar. Or if he doesn't mm. free up Oscar, maybe um, try and try and isolate Waterman a little bit. We've seen a couple of times this year that yeah, um, you know, Waterman left to his and, and he's not going to be rucking, so Waterman's going to be played as more as a permanent forward, you would think. So, you know, maybe try and, and um, feed some of our forward entries through Waterman. I think we one of the things that pissed me off about the Richmond game is our forward entries. It's been a bit of a consistent problem for us of late that we've we've tended to sit the ball on guys' heads and not kick to a lead. And I and, and I think in fairness to the guys up the ground, I don't know that our forwards are always presented as well as they might have. So we need to try and tidy that up a little bit as well. Like guys in the four fifty providing better options, and your guys up the ground actually having a bit better look to see uh, who they've got to kick to. Aside from that, you know we know good games out of Kelly and Sheed again um, because they're it. They're at midfielders and uh, our other perpetual problem, Gaff. I don't know what we do with him. But <laughs> maybe you know, you know maybe. 
maybe get Gaff to do a sacrificial role and just like someone like Matty Ralph, up. who's not, Matty Ralph's not particularly quick. Um, maybe Gaff just sort of steal on him. I mean, he's no uh, meaning to disparage Gaff, but body strength wise, Ralph hasn't covered. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then some. Uh, but you know, maybe just try and just sacrifice Gaff to try and sacrifice his game and just try and shut down Ralph. At least if we can do that, um, we get a, we, you know we get a sniff. Yeah, uh, Migs. Thoughts, fears, opportunities. What are we What are we looking for tomorrow night? Yeah, fears. Um, I've gone away from. I don't know if I was on for the Carlton game, but I think you guys were talking about. You know, we're a sneaky chance. Sneaky chance. I think, uh, um, uh, I think it'll go one of two ways, uh, and it'll either be like seventy five percent of our games this season, where we'll be competitive, apart from one quarter where we'll drop off and we'll end up losing by about forty, uh, and that's the best case scenario. And the worst case scenario is we just get further and further away and we lose by a 90 so good. points. Yeah, so I, I'm really so exciting. Yeah. Um, I'm worried that uh, yeah, Gold Coast have too much firepower for us. Uh, the, all the key forwards that Key's talked about, uh, yeah, the middle, we've talked about you know, Raul and um, and Anderson, uh, even though they don't have Miller. Yeah. Uh, know, Wits is going to have an absolute field day against both our rucks, even though we've, we've brought in the two rucks and I think we had to. Um, yeah. Yeah, so if he's just feeding them and they're going forward. Uh, I'm worried about the back line without, even though we've brought the tools in, I'm worried that um, without Hearn and you know, without McGovern, who we've been without for a while, there won't be enough leadership down there. I don't. I'm, I know Barras has been our acting captain, and I know he's been playing personally really well most weeks, um, including last week, but I don't think he organises the back line as well as those other guys. Uh, certainly from up in the stands, I don't. you don't see him sort of pointing and and directing traffic as much as Hearn and McGovern do, so I worry how we're going to go uh, in that regard without without Hearn this week. Um, and yeah, forward line, if, apart from Darling being in absolutely terrible form, um, the forward line looks decent when we get it in there. Um, yeah. When we give the guys actual opportunities as opposed to uh, you know, kicking it to a six-on-six six contest. Um, Allen's obviously in great form. Uh, Waterman's been pretty good as a second or third banana. Uh, and you know, some of the makeshift um, forwards are, are bobbing up with goals, so they've looked all right. But, um, yeah, I don't know how much... The, the problem we've had, apart from the bombing it in, the problem we've had is the um, uh, the um, lack of supply. Yeah, last in the league and inside 50 yeah, is always good. And and I can't see that changing this week. So, yeah, really, really pessimistic. Sorry, guys. That's all right. That's good. Well, there's no logic behind it whatsoever. And as noted, the last sneaky chance we had, we lost by about 18, 20-odd goals. I'm going to get into tips, and I'm going to say stuff it. We win. Why? Because Gold Coast are really good in the ruck, and they're really good at clearing the ball, and we are not good at clearing the ball, and we're not good at getting it inside 50, and our forward's so out of form, people want him dropped and play a man short. Beautiful. Cooks up just right for a sneaky chance victory. There it is. Who's going to impress us the most? I'm interested in Duggan. I think they've announced Duggan's getting the captaincy this week. So let's say... You know, might throw him in the middle again or use him off the halfback a little bit more. We'll, we'll wait and see, but I'm interested to see how Duggan goes. Always interested to see how Hoff goes and how they use him as well. So the Eagles are going to win by half a point, and I'm going to be very, very happy about it. And we'll, we'll reset the streak and, and we'll go again. Keys, who's going to win and uh, who's going to impress us? Um, I just can't see myself tipping us. <laughs> Good man. I think I, with a bit of luck, Maybe Gold Coast just burst out of the blocks and jump out to a six-goal lead and then get absolutely confused because they don't know what the fuck they do with a six-goal lead and just run around in circles and fucking flop and we just somehow manage to come back over the top of them. 
Um, strategy. I I think this will this will probably look like the round one game against them last year, where yeah. it's sort of thereabouts, and um, they just sort of, you know, Clark. Funny to say this when you're talking about Gold Coast, but class sort of eventually comes out on top in the last, and they maybe win by four or five goals. I think that's. That's probably what we're looking at. If we get that, I don't think I'll be necessarily upset. If we're sort of in the game at three-quarter time and then get overrun, I'll take it, given what we've seen so far. Mm. I'd really like to get a loss under 40 points because then that, that would fuck Duffield saying that we haven't got within 40 points of a side since round two. Uh, it's the small um, wins. Yeah, small wins. Um, just, just limit the damage. Um, give a contest. Uh, I'm interested this week to see how Hunt goes. I think he's been okay. he's been pretty solid. I think he's probably his form the last two or three weeks has probably been a little bit below what he showed earlier in the in yeah. the year. Um, it's not necessarily criticism, but it's just probably not having quite the same impact on games as I thought he was earlier. Um, against the young side that like Gold Coast are pretty quick, his pace could be important. Um, he's a mature body. Uh, I just wouldn't mind seeing him sort of step up and, and um, you know, what, what are we in round nine? So he's played eight games. So just maybe step up and take a little bit, you know, he's a new guy, but take a little bit more responsibility for yep. um, for his role in the team and, and not just be a contributor, but be, um, if things go well, maybe be match winner. Maybe, you know, get on the end of a few kick-free goals. Have yeah, good. Disposal, plenty of metres going. So, yeah, the headband. Won't say. Uh, Migs, you didn't seem too confident before, so I think I know who you're going to tip, but who are you interested yeah. in seeing on the, on uh, on Friday? Uh, well, I'll tip the Suns by um, 42 since Harry Edwards is back in the side. Uh, and I'm not going to I'm not going to name someone who I'm in. Excited to see because oh. so uh, I'm yeah. not this. Is there anyone from the Suns that I'd want to put a hex on? Nah, they're all right. I'm I'm not really. them. Yeah. They're okay. Oh, yeah. I liked Rowell eating the grass. I thought it was funny. It was yeah. good. Yeah, Why not? Good More of that, I say. If you want, if you want to laugh, go and have a watch of the press conference today with Adam Simpson and Adrian Barrett asking him about Matt Rowell eating the grass. That's <laughs> That something straight out of a fucking Monty Python skit and serious. It's amazing. It's, it's if it was, yeah, it's fucking funny as Simpson did his best to just not tell him to shut up. Get stuffed. You're an idiot. <laughs> I don't really care about Raleigh's grass, but look, he asked he asked at least one, maybe two follow up questions on the same subject, which was quite just bizarre. Beautiful so, stuff. Yeah. Dude, have, have a, have a watch of that if you want. Very um, nice. Because I'm out of beer. Keys is out of beer. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for yeah, jumping in the comments. Keys, Migs, it's been a pleasure, as always. The uh, games yeah. are a bit tough, but the potties are always good. So thank you very much for coming on. We will talk to everybody next week and uh, hopefully off the back of a win. More realistically, off the back of maybe not a win, but we'll find out. Anyway, good luck to the if Eagles tomorrow win, night. If, hey? if, we, if we win, I'm here for a podcast tomorrow night. <laughs> wow, hey, there you go. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we're going live from, from Optus. Very nice. All right, well, we'll leave it there, guys, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye for now. Bye. Bye, guys. See ya.